Cincinnati. Welcome to episode 234 of Cincinnati, the Bengals UK podcast. My name is Paul Hirons. Welcome. And with me is the man who couldn't make our emergency podcast on Friday night after the Joe Burrow news dropped. It's the man who went to Leeds, and I'm intrigued to know why, because he never goes north. <laughs> It is Nathan Palmer. Nathan, what's going on? We, I did speculate that you were kidnapped and held to ransom by a bunch of burly northern gentlemen holding you against your will in a chip shop, force-feeding you uh, Henderson's relish into your mouth hole. What, what is the real story? Maybe that is the real story. And if so, are you okay? Do you need counselling? Well, yeah, well, <clears throat> a bit of a nosebleed going that far north. But no, I just went out, just out there to see a friend and trying to drown my sorrows after the pain that was Thursday Night Football. Indeed. Now, we haven't had a chance to talk about the Borough incident, the Borough saga, uh, have we? Uh, what was your... Uh, you watched the game live. I did not. So what was your what was your reaccione to um, to what what happened when because they weren't playing badly were they and you kind of thought okay yeah and then and then then it happened after he you know threw that little check down touchdown pass to Joe Mikeson yeah I mean there was all rumours in the lead up to the game wasn't there with that sleeve or compression sleeve he was wearing mm. people saying you know what's that is everything okay and you know he looked good in warm ups nothing really there and it's really sort of it wasn't even like he's like let rip on a deep ball and torn his ligaments it was just a little ball to the outside and you could tell immediately after it was just like oh shit yeah um and that's that isn't it you know it went i mean we went ahead there if i, if I remember rightly we I did, yeah, we did, in the middle yeah. of the night but i think that put us 10-7 up you know it was a bit of a bit of a gritty game at that point and i think when you get an injury like that and you see a guy clearly in pain running off the field he's the heart and soul of that team and you can't help but think, I know it's a bit of a cliche, but it does just take the wind out of you seeing that, doesn't it? From an offense, you've got Jake Browning going in there, very limited experience against a ferocious Ravens defense. It's not exactly where he'd want to be starting his NFL career on the road at the Ravens divisional game. You know, Burrow's just gone out. But yeah, and I mean, not only does it take the wind out of, you know, the team in that game, but you look at the fan base, you look at the comments we had on the emergency podcast, you look at Twitter, it is just, well, we're done, aren't we? And, you know, most other teams around the NFL at five and five, you'd say, well, you know, plenty of time left, seven games to go, you know, you win five or six of them and who knows? And I, I think, unfortunately, that's how much Joe Burrow means to this team is that I don't think there's really anyone seriously out there that thinks we could do something. I, I, 
I don't think we can. Well, hold that thought. Hold that thought. Whoa, chill your rockets. Let's draw. Let's just let's just hold on for a second. We've got to fill an hour. It's four four days worth of pent up rage. (laughs) I know, right? And it's all coming split. We are (laughs) going to bring out the wheel of misfortune. Everyone's favourite filthy mouthed uh, (laughs) wheel. so we'll bring that out. Um, you told me beforehand that you 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 had tears on your eyes. Is that because of Burrow, or was that because, what's going on there? No, that was because um, that was because of a very spicy tomato soup that I made this evening. And my nose is running and my taste buds are on fire. But um, okay. yeah, unfortunately, that's not related to Joe Burrow. No, no, it's not. Maybe you could do some. Maybe there's some healing properties in the Scotch bonnets that you said you put in there and the paprika and all sorts. Um, Yeah, it's all a bit deflating, isn't it? Thanks so much to everyone who bared with me um, on Friday night. I cracked open the the rum and uh, shared a few snifters with with our very loyal listenership. So thanks for taking part. There will be some more, obviously structure to this episode i think um so we should get the should we get the wheel out then i mean again she's not you know i think i think this is the most we've used the wheel of misfortune for a long long time and she's not happy about it so um before she before she decides to walk off in a big fat huff and uh flip the bird to whoever is in her path um to uh, to going and drinking uh, more sherry and watching repeats of Midsummer Murders on ITV3. Uh, let, let's let's get let's 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 get full value from the wheel, shall we? You're a fucking lovely chum. Right, uh, the wheel on good form there. That's especially for Scott. Um, so it's Joe Burrow. Um, we've already talked a little bit about Joe Burrow. Um, I guess I wanted to talk about, you know, like you said, it. W- what is the impact here? I mean, it sounds like an obvious, ridiculous question to ask, but I'm going to ask it. Um, it's it's pretty awful, isn't it, really? And it's interesting to, to see across the league how many quarterbacks have gone down so we're we're yeah, just one of many yeah and um but still you know this guy is the heart and soul isn't he he's the heart and soul he's the fire that that uh that powers the furnace of the of the team do you know what i mean completely and on Joe Burrow himself, there's been various questions out there around is Joe Burrow injury prone what was your take on that son yeah no i don't think so i mean this was um i so you know obviously the acl i mean if you if you get like a 300 pound offensive lineman falling on your knee then you know with whoever it is back there is gonna knack his knee up so that wasn't his fault um you look at his record through college and all the rest of it and there's nothing really there um what was the next injury? I guess it was the appendicitis, but you wouldn't call that a football injury. That was that's just no. freak luck, luck really, isn't it? And then yes, you know, there's a bit of a calf going on, but that's nothing sort of major. It's just a niggle, and then you've got this wrist, which I, I made the point on Friday night. 
My big worry is that all these, and I know it's been going around at the moment with that Andrew Luck and Burrow um, comparison meme. Um, that, that's one of my big worries, that the, all these little injuries will have a cumulative effect on both his mind and his body. Do you know what I mean? Um, but he's still young enough. This this injury now is not an awful injury. Do you know what I mean? It's not like a a knee that's caved in or, you know, his... His hip doesn't have to be reconstructed, or he hasn't broken his back. Or okay, you know this injury is it has kind of ruled him out for the season, which is really, you know, unfortunate for us and for him. But you know, I think it, you know this it's it's a simple simple ish surgery, I think, and he's going to have to take a couple of three months out, obviously to rest and heal it. But it, is he injury prone? No more than had, any other, really. I don't know. I, he's, I don't he's think had so. some other knocks, isn't he, in the past that perhaps didn't stop him from missing time. But there was that pinky injury, yeah, had, and he yeah. dislocated that. There's been a cut. There was a good article by Paul Dania, sort of outlining the timelines of things that he's had. I mean, it's hard. But I, I think, if I'm honest, we've talked about this in the past. We haven't talked about it as much in the last sort of six nine months because I think the line has been better even last year to an extent. But you are talking about a guy that has taken an absolute beating at the position during the time he's been at the Bengals. If you look at the number of hits he's taken, the number of sacks he's taken, they're both heavier than someone like Andrew Luck. And, you know, it, they're going to they're gonna add up on you. You know, it must take an enormous amount of toughness to sit in there and take shots from people like Miles Garrett and TJ Watt and some of these huge linemen that are going through and hitting him. And you do have to think uh, over a certain period of time that people's bodies break down a bit. And that's the worry, isn't it? That is the worry. Yeah, you look at people like Lamar Jackson, Robert Griffin, you know, some of these quarterbacks are a bit more reliant on their feet and take more shots. Cam Newton towards the end of his career, you know, they will miss time. Ben Roethlisberger is a great example. You know, he was always in and out of games, taking shots and had every injury known to man because he stood in there, he held onto the ball. And, that's the worry for Joe Burrow. You've given him a big contract. You know, he's going to be around for a long time. The Bengals are going to roll with him as long as they, you know, as long as they can. He's 26, so he's on the younger side of things, like you said. But I think it, the Bengals have to rethink the amount they use him. I think that you look at the difference. What do you mean? He's the quarterback, how... though. He's the heart and soul. What do you mean, use him? They're not going to like no, li- I mean, limit him like, like in snaps. That's... Well, not necessarily in like snap. But I just think the, the reliance they have on him. Oh, I see. Plan, right, right, right. Yeah, their game plan is just we'll throw it fifty-five times with Burrow, which he's your best player. If if he was wrapped, you know, in shining armor and couldn't take a shot, fine. But you know, he has taken a lot of shots. He has missed a lot of time. And you look at the run game and how ineffective it is, partly because they just don't run the ball. It's not necessarily that Mixon's doing anything wrong, Travion yeah, Williams or anyone. Yeah, 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 it's just the over reliance on let's just come out and throw it fifty five. That times was a game one of the things. That, yeah, that was one of the things that did come out of the emergency podcast. Obviously, people lamenting um, the fact that Burrow's gone down, but also people quite critical of Frank Pollock and saying, "When the hell?" Are we going to start seeing some improvement on the offensive line, and not just pass pro, but in the running game? Because, like you know, you re- you really do need a functioning running game to help out your quarterback, and he yeah. hasn't had one in the past two three years. Um, and the pass protection is sit has been pretty awful. But when you do look at the offensive line and how, let's be honest with you, how not great they played over the past couple of years. That's not great for a quarterback either, as we know, as the pundits like to remind us how many times Burrow is sacked per year, how many hits he uh, accumulates and uh, absorbs each year. 
Um, also, it's the way Burrow plays as well. You know, that it's it's all, you know, we can blame the offensive line uh, until the cows come home, but Burrow plays, you know, on the edge. He likes to keep that play alive right until the last minute. Um, now, I, I don't, I, I just think it was bad luck on, on uh, Thursday night. You know, the tackle that Clowney made wasn't anything, you know, rough or, you know, out of order. It was just a bloke tackling a quarterback and he just happened to land on his wrist awkwardly you know so i just think it's bad luck but you can perhaps do your absolute utmost to make sure these things don't happen very regularly or less regularly and that is improve the offensive line play be committed to a running game uh <clears throat> make sure your blocking schemes are absolutely up to scratch and the you know the bengals know that and um but they just been don't seem to been able to get it done these past few years. Yeah, I agree with you. And things uh, now he's taken a couple of these shots. You know, the body, the body, you know, remembers these things. You know, there, there's scars there. You know, it's going to affect him for a while. And we've just got to look after him. You know, he's a, he's the most amount of money that anyone's ever invested in an American football player. He's the heart and soul of this team, and he he's got his faults when it comes to injuries. He's gonna get hurt. He's been hurt in the past. He'll get hurt again in the future. And I, they've got to look at how you know they can address that. The problem is, it's, it's very easy to turn around now and say, well, you know, we need to get a better line. We need to do this. We need to do that. The problem you've got is his contract is going to be you know a bit of a block, a, a you know a block in that sense that you can't just go out there and throw loads of money at the line and. Then you go around in circles and you look at Frank Pollock again and you say, what we need to be able to do on that offensive line is develop talent. And that's where and you've got to get some that. of these guys. We're not doing No, that. exactly. Yeah. Anyway, we haven't good. drafted a guy for a long, long time. Well, the last time been... we did was Volson, and he's not been great. You know, he had a, he's he had regressed, a... I think... isn't he, really, from his rookie year. Yeah, I think, you know, it's fair enough. We've got great production from him. Not perfect, nowhere near perfect from him in his rookie year, but you think, yeah, that's a solid start for a rookie. He more or less started every game. Fair play to him. It's great. Uh, he was our Bengals UK's um, offensive rookie of the year last year, wasn't he? So, you know, it was brilliant, and you'd hope that he would take the next step, but he, he kind of hasn't, really. And you're right. The la I mean, you look at Brown, Kras, Kappa, and, uh, and actually Jonah's done okay this year to be fair but those three three out of the five are free agent pickups aren't they so and you'd argue that Jonah's not really like for a guy that was taken so early on in the first round he's hardly torn it up as he? he's been no solid. but I think he's done well this year to be fair I think he's been arguably along as I said on the emergency podcast right it's last year it was the tackles that were a problem and the interior was okay pretty good uh, this year, it seems to be the opposite way around. You know, the interior is having problems and uh, the tackles are generally OK, I think. Um, so, there's, there's again, it sort of mirrors the whole team. It's this lack of consistency that's the, that's the problem. Anyway, let's go back to the wheel, shall we? Uh, right, it's uh, it's Joe Burrow again, Nathan. 
<laughs> How about that? There's a, the wheel thinks there's obviously more to say about Joe Burrow. And, um, yeah, I, th- I think on a personal level, it's just for him, it's just such a shame, isn't it? Because, you know, when let's just say that San Francisco game and that Buffalo game, shall we say, he was fully healed. He showed some he showed some uh, improvement against the in the first Baltimore game, actually, I thought in the second half. And then against Arizona, you thought, OK, this guy's coming back. And th- but it was really the games against uh, San Francisco and Buffalo where you thought, here we go. Finally, he's back. He looks fantastic. Um, played really, really well. So it's just a shame for him on a personal level, really. And then, of course, you turn the mirror back on yourself and you can see us all crying because it's a shame for us. Because uh, even with that Baltimore defeat, you look at who we've got to play. There's a bunch of backup quarterbacks uh, and and uh, Kenny Pickett, arguably the same sort of standard there. Um you know, they're, they're, there's a bunch of winnable games coming up. Do you know what I mean? So it's a kind of a real shame. And the other thing that struck me um, after after the game is that, you know, is this the last time that Joe Burrow will attempt to throw a ball to Tyler Boyd? Is this Most it, is this it for him and T Higgins now? I mean, I think T may well be franchise tagged at the end of the season. But do you know what I mean? All these other kind of peripheral yeah. tragedies just kind of come crashing down on your face. And it's just like, oh, God, this is too much to take. Borrow, no more borrow to, to Boyd. Oh, my goodness me. No more potentially borrow to T. Oh, this is this is too sad, you know. So, yeah, there's layers of sadness there. And... Um, yeah, it's not good, is it, man? It's such a shame. No, I completely agree. And for me, the biggest thing with Joe Burrow is just to guarantee that he can come back fully fit, 100% ready to go. Because I don't even think that, even at the start of that game, I don't think that calf would have been 100%. You know, he would have told you it was 100%, but I think he would have still been dealing with a bit of stiffness in it, a bit of potentially mental um you know a bit of mental there that if he's you know going to put too much weight or he's got to burst off on it or he's not warmed it up properly that he could potentially re-injure it i think calf injuries are notorious for um you know re-aggravating them so that's the other thing with him isn't it you just want him 100 i don't know that you know i think there's various people waiting for certain um things to come out in terms of the extent to you know the injury and what the surgery is going to be and the time frame for him getting back but that's just the thing for me is can this guy come back as 27 years old next year and we can look after him keep him healthy he can play at 100 percent. now the answer is to that yes but because we're going to have to look at how we manage him moving forward and i think if you look at the absolute poster child that joe burrow probably needs to reach out to and say look you know what would you say tom brady tom brady never yeah, took yeah, sacks yeah. I mean, oh, he had some i mean don't get me wrong he had the benefit of some absolutely incredible offensive lines some incredible coaches um along the way but there's a reason Tom Brady was still out there at God knows what he was, 45, 46, you know, winning Super Bowls, still playing at a very high standard and all the rest of it. Now, I know Joe Burrow loves to like, run around and he's a bit more athletic than Tom Brady, but that's the person you've got to look at in terms of how to, you know, be out there for a long time. Because what we don't want is, you know, another knee injury to Joe Burrow next year or something else like that that's just going to, you know, run him down, a couple of concussions, God forbid, you know, stuff like that that he's going to might look at into his 30s and say, I can't 
just can't play at the standard yeah, that I want yeah, to. That's you know, that's my biggest concern about this. We can write this year off, you know, that all right, fair enough. The AFC is very strong this year, you know, didn't go for us. Really disappointing, really, because I think a lot of people felt that, you know, you look at the start of this season, some of the projections we had from, you know, ourselves and the people, you know, writing in and, you know, it's all 11 wins, 12 wins, 13 wins. And it's a real gutting shame that you look at this season and you say, well, we maybe have a smidgen of a chance, but it's that at most. So I can knock that on the head, though. You just got to have Joe Boy back fit, healthy, 100 percent, you know, playing at the peak of his potential and up to that contract. Um, next year. Oh yes. Okay. Back. Back to the. Back to the wheel, shall we? You're on the fucking lively, Tom. I wish we were wheel. I wish we were. And it's Joe Burrow again on the wheel of misfortune. <laughs> Um, I did. I, I like the fact that he's going to stick around. I like the fact that he's going to give Jake uh, Browning a whole bunch of support. Um, I like the fact that he's assuming sort of not responsibility, but he's he's just not going to, you know, he's not going to bugger off. Do you know what I mean? He's going to be around yeah. the team um, because you say there is a still a slight chance. I know, I know what people are thinking. We our season's over. You know, bless him, Jake Browning has not really shown too much in pre the pre-seasons that he's played but um what if what if nathan what if uh you know he's again browning's making all the right noises kind of saying you know i've waited for this opportunity this is my big chance you know i'm i'm bang up yeah. for this what if what if what if he can you know Guess like another three, four wins, and then it gets a bit tasty, doesn't it? I mean, I think to get out of this AC North, we're going to get have to get up to 10, 11 wins, to be honest with you. So it is a tall order, but you know, you look at Brock Purdy, he came from nowhere, and I know it's again, it's a tall order, and it probably won't happen, but there's enough of a sniff there to keep us watching, get behind him. And just just hope that, you know, he can do something, anything. Because the rest of the team's there. And I tell you what now, the rest of the team will have to kind of really step up. Do you know what I mean? They've, they've really got to step up. Um, so who knows? But um, I uh, <clears throat> what I think about Burrow is going forward, I think you're right. Um, it does, you know, he loves to be in that kind of spread formation, uh, empty backfield, shotgun, surveying what's in front of him and um you know just slinging it all over the place which is great fun but he's you know he's being asked to do a hell of a lot we've got to commit to the run game and that's not like trying to take away anything from burrow you know but he needs to he needs to i don't know we just need to really commit to the run game just to give him a break a little bit and also to help him you know read the the, the defense a bit better and to wear the defense a little bit down because uh, otherwise it's just defensive ends and linebackers and safeties on blitzes just teeing off on him, you know, against an offensive line which has been average at best. Let's be really honest about this. So, yeah, going forward, he's still our boy and we love him and he's done wonders for in terms of leadership and obviously play on the field as well. Um, and we, I think everyone just wants him to stick around uh, in, in the best health possible uh, for the next, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight years. Do you know what I mean? No, I agree. I think, <clears throat> excuse me. 
I agree. And what I really want for the Bengals is to invest in that run game, like you said, son, to alleviate some of that pressure on him and get a bit quicker as an offense. You know, really look at how um, they can try and speed things up a bit from an athleticism point of view. I think you even just look at that guy that came, <clears throat> that came in for the Ravens, that Keaton Mitchell, just a speed guy. He was like a very elusive guy that you know, there's a lot of running backs doing it around the league now. And the team, the teams that are doing well around the league sneakily, a lot of them run first. You look at Miami and what they've done. Um, the Ravens are a great example of the rushing attack that they can put up. The Eagles do it very well. The Lions are fantastic at it. You know, it's, there's all these narratives around all oh, the, the Chiefs, you know, have done it for years, just, you know, spread it out. Patrick Mahomes, you know, 50 times a game and he can move as well. But a lot of the teams around the, the NFL at the moment, you just look at the Steelers, the way that they're doing it, you know, they're running the ball and they're just playing yeah, really tough yeah. defense. And it, you know, it, Sometimes I think the NFL is the ultimate copycat league. This is the way to win. This is a bit like the way the Rams, you know, did it. Um, Zach Taylor came from, you know, quite good at, you know, running the ball back then and, you know, sort of leaning on like, Jerry Goff when he was there. But I do think they've got to invest in that. And it, I think this is probably Joe Mixon's last year in Cincinnati, unless he's willing just to take a, a sort of backup role on a much lower contract, which is possible. You know, I think Joe means a lot to that team. But yeah, that's the way I think they've got to look to um, diversify it moving forward because I just don't think Joe Boy can sit there and be rolled out 50-55 times you know in the AFC North as well you're going to play six games a year against Cleveland Baltimore and the Steelers all are renowned for tough defences great players on either side of the ball pro bowlers you know cold football in the winter and you know in Pittsburgh Baltimore Cincinnati and Cleveland like it, it's not you know, you're not going up against some teams down in Florida or, you know, stuff like that with sort of flimsy defences. You know, that's going to be a big ask for Joe Burrow moving forward to be able to to play like that. So that, for me, like we've said, is probably the, the number one takeaway looking forward. You're on that fucking laugh, ain't you? Right, the penultimate wheel of misfortune for you tonight. It is the run defence. Now, um, we gave up some big chunky chunksters on uh, against uh, Baltimore yet again. I think seven players of over 20 yards or more. Um, not just run, but we did against Houston as well. And again, you see the value of a good run game. The, the, you know, the victories for Houston and Baltimore, uh, you just have to look at them for, for proof, really. Um, what is going on? And I, you mentioned the Steelers. They're just going to run it down our neck. I mean, they've got quite a yeah. physical uh, running game with Najee Harris. And you're right, their offense is a bit shit and boring. But um, they're, they're just running it down our necks, you know. And that's yeah. that's the worry this weekend. Um, I think I think this is a very winnable game. Uh, even with Browning under centre, um, but yeah, man, we, what's going on with the run defence? You know, well, it's Sam Hubbard, isn't it? And you know, Lou came out of the week and said it shows you how irreplaceable he is. And Sam Hubbard's a great player, but you still, like you said, can't be giving up some of those um, some of those yards to some of these guys. And it is a worry, you know. You, we lost some pieces on that defence, some very good pieces in the off season, and. Again, I just—it's a shame because I just don't think we've seen 
the sort of progression on that defensive line from people like Zach Carter, Joseph Asai, it's just not mm. happened the way you'd have wanted it to. You've Although Asai did flash against the Ravens and so did Miles Murphy in pass rush. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, you want you wanted you want more from Zach Carter, don't you? And uh, and those guys. And I have to say, I don't think Nick Scott's going to be starting against the Steelers uh, no. this week. I think it's it's all down to 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 battle now, really. So um, uh, if you're going to be positive, the one <clears throat> thing you'd say on that defense is it's a young, it's a very young defense. You look at some of the names that are in there. You got Jordan Battle, Dax Hill. You got. People like um, Miles Murphy, DJ Turner, Cam Taylor Britt. You know, it's a young bunch yeah. of guys that have been right here one, two years. You know, Jordan Battle led the team in tackles in that game against the yeah, Ravens. It's yeah, great to yeah. see someone, you know, in the third round having an impact. Now, that's great if those guys can take another step next year. I think Cam Taylor Britt's probably already where you want him to be. But, um, you know, it's certainly encouraging that you've got that. But, yeah, yeah. I, it, there's a concern on the D-line. There's a concern with depth as well, because you look when Sam Hubbard does go down, this happens. Trey Hendrickson, God forbid, you know, that he went down. I mean, it's absolutely extraordinary, just to touch on that super briefly, oh, know, that he right. was able to play in that game. I mean, yeah. I, we, I was sat here on the podcast last week saying he might be you know, two, three weeks at least. The geezer's full practice, ready to go, and he's out there early on, you know, downing Lamar Jackson. So just a yeah, massive yeah, shout-out yeah. and fair play to him. But... It's a challenge for Lou because I tell you now, there's going to be teams around the league that might have been saying, "Oh yeah, we'll have a we'll have a bit of Lou in the off season." He's a bit of a sexy name out there, and all of a sudden, in two three weeks' time, and he's going to struggle as well, Lou, because now you've not got Joe Burrow out there, you know, sort of running the clock and scoring points on people. That you know, Jake Browning, in the nicest way possible, might be turning the ball over more. He might be kicking. Um, punting a bit more with him out there. Yeah, that defense is going to be on the field a long time, and you know, if we get you know beaten up. Um, down the stretch, seven games to go. If we only win a game or two and look pretty bad and give up a lot of points, you know, we end up the season with six, seven wins. I, I'm not sure how many teams are going to say, "Yep, that's what we want." Is the defensive coordinator? Well, for... frankly, good. Uh, we'll keep it. Well, yeah, well... true. I mean, I, I agree with that. <laughs> but I mean, I'm talking about Lou himself. Yeah, you know, I know. A big I know. Battle you for want... him in yeah, terms yeah, of yeah. trying to. You know, because you've got to be honest. The heads in that locker room are going to be down. You know, you can yeah. say all you want about them being professionals and them wanting to win and everything else. They're all playing for their contracts. They're all, you know, this, that, the other. You lose that you're the biggest player on your team. You think all of you have been thinking about the Super Bowls, playoffs, the rest of it. They will now know shit, just like we all know. You know, and it's Zach's job. Yeah, as the coach and you know, and you know, it. if they if they lose the next couple, then it's it's seeds. It really is season over. It's because teams yeah. can lose confidence. And I'm not saying, like I say, it's the whole thing with tanking, as well as going out there and not wanting to win. It, it's a sport that you physically cannot play unless you give it 100 percent because you will get killed out there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I I just don't understand how people can say or why people can say let's tank you know let's just lose uh, let's just you know that's just not possible in the nfl um yeah. what you can do and what does happen is you is you see teams that lose confidence that lose and because they're low ebb confidence wise they lose a step of speed they the tackles that they'd make you know nine times out of ten they're not making um, the passes and the catches they would make nine out nine times out of ten they're not making, and then suddenly the passes and the tackles that they'd make seven out of ten they're not making. So everything starts to stack up and go against you. That's 
lack of confidence and that it's tricky to get back you know um but we'll see that leads, why, yeah. ju- just just something i think on that subject and, and this is for me the biggest thing that you know you talk well, let, about let's just have a warm, uh, this leads neatly i think into the final wheel category nathan And that is, thank you, Will. You can you can go back to your Midsummer Murders uh, reruns now on ITV3, and your glasses of sherry, and uh, <laughs> at your uh, your twenty uh, twenty Lambert and Butler uh, king size. Uh, off you go. See you next time. Um, yeah, the final category is the Bengals season expectations now. Um, and that sort of leads on. I mean, what? I mean, we talked about what can happen with a lack of confidence and when confidence is down and your heads are down and, you know, it's a challenge for the coaching staff to, to bring them back up again and uh, and bring themselves back up again because of professional pride and all the rest of it, whatever, whatever you want to, whatever you want to say. Um, what's, what's realistic now, Nathan? I mean, do you... I mean, is this? I mean, is it season over? Is it really season over, or is there a chance that um, something could still happen? I think there's a zero percent chance we're going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay, right. I thought you were going to say of winning another game, but at least no, okay, yeah, yeah. That's that's fair enough. Yeah, I think that's there's no chance of that. Um, in an ideal world, and I think for me it all just come that there's going to be a hell of an evaluation here on Zach and the coaching staff because it's really hard with the coaching staff and a quarterback like Joe Burrow to really know who's leading who and who how good one is to help the other it's always difficult it's a bit of a marriage isn't it you can't always easily tell which one of you know which person's um sort of the better out of it and you know as you said son seven games left you know you look at the Steelers and you look at you know the Vikings got backup quarterback in there the Colts have got backup quarterback in there like you know the Browns have lost their starting quarterback for the season you've got to look at this and say look this roster's not only you know supposed to be win the Super Bowl or make a deep playoff run because of Joe Burrow yeah Joe Burrow's a huge part of that but if this roster's not capable of winning a couple of these games down the stretch, then that really, really concerns me because, you know, Jake Browning, I think was a mistake to run with him this season. I think that we really should have addressed that in the off season somehow, even in the draft, if we had to, whatever it might have been, I'm not going to go on to that now, but there was a mistake to go with someone with such an experience at the position, I think, especially when you're a contender. Um, but we've, we've got to target four wins haven't we and I think if you can get to nine and eight and end the season on a winning season and you beat the Colts you beat the Vikings you beat the Steelers once maybe you beat them twice and you say nine and eight we didn't have Joe Burrow we went over 500 down the stretch without him that'd be a big big confidence boost to the whole roster and Zach Taylor and you say cool that's quite impressive because you couldn't have guaranteed more than four wins with Joe Burrow at the helm it's a hard schedule but my concern and I'm deadly serious with you, Ian. But I don't, it sounds negative. I'm not convinced we'll win another game. And if we do, I think it'd be one. I, I really worry for this team down the stretch. I just think that, you know, heads are going to drop a bit. You've got a few injuries out there. You know, Cam Taylor Britt's gone out now. We don't know when T's going to be back. You hope Sam Hubbard's back soon. But, you know, when a, when a sort of team 
drops its head a bit, that's when you, you know, as Trey Hendrickson's playing through this, you know, injury he's got at the moment, you know, you might turn around to him and say, Trey, don't risk it, mate. You know, we don't, you know, take a couple of weeks off, get yourself back. We don't want any long-term damage here. You're a key part of this defence. But I, I, I don't know, son. I mean, we're on, aren't we? You, you win seven games, you'd be a good seed in the playoff. He's it's, it's on, you know, and there's no, mm-hmm. Zach cannot say otherwise. You know, he's got to be sat in that locker room saying, you know, we're not targeting four wins here, you know, that just to keep me happy. They're trying to get five, six, seven. That that, that will yeah. be their goal. That's what they, yeah, that's ha- and what that's how they to have do. to approach it, right? Because exactly. otherwise, they can't just say, well, I'll tell you what, let's aim for one more win this season. I mean, yeah. that'd be fucking ridiculous. Like, he's no. going to be pump. He's going to be puffing out his chest, that Taylor, in that locker room, and said, right, lads, who's up for th- who's up for ten wins this year? Come on, then. Who's up for it? Show me. Show do, me if you're up for it. Do you think that anyone seriously, as much as they might say it, and they'll have to say it to the media, and they'll have to say it to support Zach because he's their boss, I'm just going to pick a random player on this roster. Do you think Jermaine Pratt thinks that we can win 10 games and get in the playoffs? Do you think he believes that? I mean, that? who knows? Uh, but I think you have to. You have to go into it believing, no matter what your head says. You know, It's like, no, because if, if we go into these games thinking that we're going to lose then we will lose more often than not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So let's go out there and just, you know, play, what, do what we normally do because they are capable, like you say, they are capable of beating the Steelers. They are capable of beating the Colts. They're even capable of going out of Jacksonville and turning the Jags over. They're capable of beating Cleveland at home. They are capable of beating the Steelers away. Um, the only... the only need to get you in the locker room here, Sam. <laughs> them up. No, seriously, I'm being serious. Even with Browning, you know, um, who says you know miracles can't? We've already witnessed a miracle by the the Bengals getting to that Super Bowl on that incredible run that kind of came out of nowhere, really. Um, so I mean, obviously it's a tall order um, to get to the playoffs, but yeah, you know, the only the only game that you'd think that they haven't got a chance in is the Chiefs. You know what I mean? And um, yeah. but I think I think most fans will just say, look, let's be competitive and give it a bloody good go. That's all we ask for now. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I mean, the bookies, are, I mean, I've, I've found this really interesting. So you never know, do you, what sort of outsiders, you know, you're always a bit in your own circle and we're all a bit down on ourselves having lost Burrow. The, the bookies have got us against the Steelers. and Obviously, we're at home. We're a one-point underdog. So they're saying yeah, it's going to be a yeah. very, very close game. And I, I tell you what, the Steelers game's a big game because if you beat the Steelers and you got to six and five, six games left, all of a sudden, the whole fan, you know what the NFL is like week to week with fans. You know, one week Burrow's down mm. and Zach's got to go and, you know, everything's wrong and, you know, we've got to change this, change that. You beat the Steelers, people believe again. They genuinely be like, oh, that's a good, it's yeah. always good to beat the Steelers. And I think, you know, you're six and five winning record with six games to go. Why not? You know, why not give it a go? Even if we made the playoffs with Jake Browning and got hammered by, you know, someone like the Ravens or whoever in the, the wild card round. You'd look at that and say, well, "What what a performance? You know, what grit?" Oh, I mean, team. it would be what, what remarkable performance by Zach. Remarkable. You know, you, you you'd believe a lot more, and it give you a lot more confidence going into next season that this is a good team yeah. rather than a group of players being led by someone as good as Joe yeah. Burrow. And I think it's an opportunity for the whole team to really say, "Look, you know, Joe Burrow's our leader; he's our best player, but." We're more than just that. You know, we can still win football games without Joe Burrow. And I think if they were to go 0 and 7, which I don't think you can rule out, I think that would be a massive, massive problem and concern that you're that reliant on this guy. And actually, without him, these players or these coach staff are maybe hindering our chances. So I think it's a really interesting evaluation no, of what I we've agree, got in these seven games. 
Bengal Steelers, obviously, son of the 26th, and we have a meet-up. Burrow or no Burrow, it doesn't matter. We're meeting up. Uh, we've got another simultaneous meet-up. Uh, one in the north, one in the south. Uh, London Town, we're at the coach house downstairs at the coach house to watch the Steelers game. Uh, and also watching the Steelers game in Sheffield this time. It's at the Graduate Pub. Uh, so we'll be posting that all over social media this week. So do come along if, you, if you'd if you like to. Um, so just to remind you, yeah, Bengals Steelers, Jag, Jags Bengals on the Monday night. Uh, Bengals Colts, Bengals Vikings, Steelers Bengals, Chiefs Bengals and uh, uh, Bengals Browns, the first game of the of 2024 um so again there's a few things there anyway should we get to our our correspondence indeed okay let's start with memphis soul stew at stewart baird 688 no pressure now says stew could make a wild card or get an early draft pick always behind the team and i think that's it we've got to as fans We've got to get behind Jake Browning, whatever happens, That's you know. Uh, yeah. You know, he's not going to be perfect. He's going to be far from it. But come on, we've just got to get behind him. He's one of our lads, and he's he's he. I mean, he's looking for to take to take this opportunity. It's a big opportunity for him. Jamie, yeah, well Jamie, at Trekot let Browning cook. Indeed, um, has gravy connotations that comment doesn't it uh michael smith at conniving underscore crow solid handle and when the drums of war have reached a fever pitch and the blood boils with hate and the mind is closed fuck the Steelers. well there we go it was it all started quite promisingly and poetically mike and then descended into pure hatred so that's uh, well done uh matthias bergquist sorensen at matthias sorensen uh, feel sorry for Burrow, but he'll come back strong. In my eyes, the season is over. We don't know a lot about Browning, but I'll be surprised if he can do much. Burrow was the one elevating the offence, not the scheme or the play calling, and it was seriously up and down, even with Burrow behind centre. On top of that, defence uh, is not as strong as previous years. Tack, uh, Matthias, tack. Um, Matthias, obviously, from Denmark there. Um it's an interesting point um you know this uh over these you know when the bengals lose these past two weeks uh, zach has come in for a fearful kicking about his play calling as we've mentioned it before it is the go-to criticism for people who are looking for something to blame but not quite sure what to blame so it's going to be interesting isn't it without burrow without burrow to elevate this team how is that going to fare, and, and Brian going to be faring with the play calling? You know, what kind of what kind of scheme will they be cooking up? Will they keep it nice and um, conservative? Will they try and try again to run the ball with Mixon? Will they will they do all those swing passes that we thought we'd seen in the the back of with Burrow's return to full fitness? Um, I'd, I'd if kind it looks of like, like a train wreck yeah. for the final seven games, and the offense just is awful. It just 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 painful to watch. It's a bit like it was, you know, that year that Andy Dalton um, left us and Ryan Finley was in there. And it was just, it was honestly, I remember me and you used to talk about it. It was painful to watch some of those games. If it's that bad for the rest of this season and they, they win one or zero games, what are you saying at that point? 
I still, I still think he's just about got enough in the bank, Zach. And I mean, I would look at Pollock. Zach, Zach fine, but the, the, yeah, like, I think Callahan, I would. I mean, Pollock, like what? what well, what the, the, someone there? Well, I was talking to uh, um, uh, our pal Jimmy out in Japan, and he was saying, what, "What are you saying about this this coaching continuity?" I get that it's a good thing, but when does it stop being a good thing and become become just stale and needs a yeah. change? We yeah, might we might be approaching that time uh, if yeah, things really go south. One. So I'd certainly look at Pollack at the end of this season. Um, we'll see. But anyway, uh, Chris Roberts at 10.66. Chris, I'm fully behind Jake and the team to do their damnedest to win. A lot of the teams we've got to play are also fielding backup QBs. So why can't we be competitive? Win most games, we get to the playoffs. Lose most games, we get higher draft picks. Let's go. Uh, try and what will be will be absolutely uh, Chris let's just try and enjoy the games and get behind them and see what happens uh, Rob uh, CLC at Rob CLC 127 let's try and be positive worst case we get a high draft pick let's cheer on the boys still a bright future he's not wrong you know you, you mentioned those names Dax Hilo who I think has actually been very good this year uh, CTB has, has gone to the next level uh, DJ Turner showing tons of promise yeah, in his rookie good. year. You know, um, Miles Murphy starting to flash a little bit, you know. Um, you've got Andre Yoshevash on, on the offensive side of the ball. You've got Charlie Jones has done some good things. Um, He's a great returner. Great yeah, returner. do you know what I mean? So there's 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 stuff going on here, man. Um, Dadude at UK Webfan. We have... Uh, <laughs> Well, yeah. I don't even know what sort of handle that. I know he's just stating the obvious. We're all fans of the web, aren't we? Um, we have a roster for a specific reason to continue winning. Well, well, there you go, dad dude. John Ward, John Ward, thirty-one, flying the flag for Bengals UK at the Steelers game on Sunday. I'm going to cheer them on as they are my team. Whoever is throwing at QB, the expectation is less. So let's have a go and see where it takes us. Who day? Again, that I've seems to be the prevailing um, feeling. You know, well, we've got nothing to lose now. Fuck it. Let's just go out and give it a good go. I've got a question for you, son. You enjoy this one, I think. Go on. Then. If Jake Browning comes out there, destroys the Steelers, destroys the Jags, just absolutely plays like a man possessed, like Brock Purdy yeah. 2.0 <laughs> on steroids, just doesn't even throw a pick the whole rest of the season just yeah. absolutely outrageous we win all of the games we get in the playoffs he takes us to the super bowl playing that good yeah we, we come up short in the super bowl yeah. but he plays the game of his life the defense lets us down yeah <laughs> even with no that, no no is there no, any no, no, chance no. new new <laughs> new i think i think what he will be is fantastic trade bait yes yeah but oh, I wish I wish it for him. It wouldn't that be a story? Wouldn't that be oh, a story be, oh, if Jake Browning? You, know, you get all these like you know Dorian Thompson, Johnson, Bobson, Nomson well, yeah, exactly. in Cleveland, yeah, 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 yeah. and then you get you know the geezer in uh, Indianapolis. You get the the guy in um, uh, in uh, Josh Dobbs. Now there's a story in in in, in Minnesota. Um, you get all these guys. One of those guys. I mean, at the moment, it's Josh Dobbs providing the story but what if it why can't it be jake browning there's no you know who knows it's unlikely We're but, but let's yeah. get behind him and see what you, you also got to think like the drop the drop off from burrow to browning 
if it was Burrow at 100%, you'd be a massive drop-off. Burrow has not been 100% this season. I know he had a couple of good games, and we don't really know what we've got in Jake Browning. So, yeah, who knows? I mean, maybe it's Burrow holding this team back, and actually Zach's play calling is, you know, world-class, <laughs> and Browning's going to carve these teams up. But let's, let's, I'm, I'm, intri- I'm genuinely intrigued. Yeah, I think we all are. Uh, Hugo, uh, Hugo underscore Cottages. Solid uh, handle. I have to believe in Browning. He's not performed badly when he's got game time, and hopefully ZT can tailor the gameplay to his athleticism. Look at what Purdy did last year. Good points. Uh, Jake's got some wheels on him. Expect him to be yeah, running yeah. for his life, frankly, yeah. uh, especially against the Steelers and, and uh, TJ Watt back there. UK Boomer at underscore UK underscore Boomer. Um, I hope Burrow returns 100% healthy with a chip on his shoulder and demanding the best from everyone. I wish Browning the very best, and I'd I'd like a Goldilocks combination of spirited play and a rise in draft order. There are bona fide Jonah and T replacements around pick 10. Okay, I believe you. I'm not going near. I know people have already, but I'm not going near the mock drafts so far, so... That might change, that might change, because they're like crack. Um, John Kelly at JK, uh, NI Bengal 68 John, hello. Uh, I can hear Duff shouting, they got to play us again. I'm sick of hearing about how difficult our remaining schedule is. Four home games against three backup QBs and Kenny Pickett and a road game against Pickett. Surely those are winnable. Jags isn't easy, but also was winnable. Six and one, anyone? <laughs> okay, John. That's a good point. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Point. I know. Absolutely. I think we all know that it's trouble, but they, you know, oh, what if? What if? The Browning frustrating thing something? is, what if? Frustrate, the frustrating thing is with Burrow, 100%, even with that loss, you look at the schedule now with some of those backup oh, guys no, in there, and oh, you man. would back yourself to win at six, least no, five of games, them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Pat Mebolics, Pat Mebolics, um, I truly believe that next season, due to contracts, etc., is our optimum season to win the Super Bowl. If tanking this season gives us better draft picks and an easy 2024 schedule, I say do it. Accept the games against Pittsburgh. Beat those arseholes. Uh, well, <laughs> I think that echoes everybody's feelings about that. But I still maintain, and I'm going to say it again, tanking is a myth that only exists within fan bases. It doesn't. Maybe in the odd front office, but you tell a three, a proud 300-pound lineman, offensive or defensive, look, mate, tell you what, don't play as well today. Just try and lose. He will punch you really hard, I would imagine. Um, I just don't think it exists within Amer- uh, within locker rooms, that whole tanking thing. It's also like the reality is now with seven or eight games to go, or whatever it is, like, you know, the difference between us drafting 10 and 17 or whatever it might be next year is not going to make much of a difference in terms of our performance next year. You look at Miles Murphy being a great example. It takes ages for these guys to come on and actually make a tangible impact. You know, that that's not, yeah. you know, we need to focus on just winning games and evaluating what we've got rather than, you know, the difference between two picks, three picks, four picks, whatever it might be. You know, that's not going to make the difference for us next year if we're planning on winning it next year. Now, John's back again. Uh, JK underscore NI Bengal 68. Um, he explains that the NI is stands for Northern Ireland, uh, but there weren't enough characters for Belfast Bengals. So he said, I'll do anything for a solid and or shout out. 
But our Belfast Ben, I don't even know if that's it's, it's good handle. Yeah. I don't know if it's a solid handle though. Yeah, he's gonna. I think you might have to. What do you think? Belfast Bengals a solid handle? Yeah, yes, it's it does what it says on the tin, really. I think. Um... Solid handle. Oh, there you go, John. You got one. You got one. Obviously, Nathan's in 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 generous mood this evening. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> um, everyone's been really, really positive, apart from this last one, and it's Sean at Shawnee O One, and he just says pain. I'm surprised how positive everyone's been, really. Because there's yeah. nothing to be positive about. I've been in a really sort of like, just that's why you know, I think when I come on tonight, I was just ranting on because I just, you know, it, it is frustrating. But I, I love the fact that, you know, people are behind the boys and they're positive about Browning. It, it would be really easy to sit here and just, you know, be angry about everything. Yeah. And, and do you know what? I that might change pretty... in a couple of weeks when, if we lose well, these next two true. games, you know, what I mean, that positivity might be very very different but I think people understand that this is you know you can't help injuries they you know how's your luck basically and you know the Bengals it, these horrid injuries I'm not saying this is probably the, the, the least gruesome in in Bengals history you know you're looking at Greg Cook at the end of the 60s what might have been for Greg Cook you know then you look at Tim Crumright in the Super Bowl I was watching that Super Bowl as a young young Paul Hirons and uh, that was just devastating what a horrible injury as well and then you get Carson Palmer's injury Uh, you get Andy Dalton's injury just before that Steelers game and what would have happened you know in the the game obviously that shall not be mentioned but we are mentioning Um, sorry if it triggers people but um, you know what would happen if Andy Dalton played that game you know he was he was uh, an MVP candidate he was having the season of his life um and then, of course, you get Burrow in his rookie year, uh, and now this. So, you know what? If you're new to Bengals history, welcome to the club. It's not the Bengals' first rodeo when it comes to devastating injuries. So, uh, it's just one of those things. I don't think you can blame anyone too much. I don't think you can um, try and find blame. I think a lot of people out there are just like understanding that injuries happen. And look, we're Bengals till we die. And. You know, let's just get behind the lads, whatever happens, you know. So, yeah, Bengals till I die and all that. How about that for a motivational line? Yeah, I I don't know why I I feel weirdly, I don't know about positive, because I I genuinely don't feel massively optimistic about our chances down the stretch. But you look, I'm a little bit But there's enough there, isn't there, to kind of suggest... Yeah, I've been staring at that schedule, and you know, like like someone pointed out, four of those games are at home out of the seven. You've got some, you know, Steelers, Colts. That's three of the games. The Vikings. You know, I don't think Josh Dobbs at the moment's been outrageously overhyped. They lost last night. The Vikings. You know, but he's doing a nice job, though. I mean, you. you, Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, he 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 wasn't brilliant. I didn't think with they they benched him, didn't they, for Clayton Tune before he got traded? Mm -hmm. I'm not entirely convinced that he's. He's decent, and he? I mean, we saw him. We beat him earlier in the year. So, I don't know. I mean, that, that's a win- very winnable game. You know, I'm going to be there cheering the boys on in person. Gutted I'm not seeing Joe Burrow. That's another thing that's really like... Yeah, you know, sad and John, our, our pal John Ward there, gutted he must be going out to the Steelers yeah, game exactly. this week. And, you know, uh, I'm sure John will have a fantastic time, and as will you do, you know, just being there. But I know what you mm. mean. It's, 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 uh, I think the guys last year when we went on the trip... Um, Chase wasn't playing, so people were disappointed not to see, you know, Jamar in action. But it's it's just been there, isn't it? It's just the amazing thing. Um, yes. 
Well, we've got, uh, just before we go, we've got meetups coming for you this Sunday, as I mentioned earlier. Do try and come down more than merrier. Goodness me. And this is what I find and what we found, isn't it, Nathan? When the Bengals go through tough times, terrible records, terrible play, goodness knows we've seen that down the years. Um, it's the community that makes it fun to, do you know what I mean, to, to be a part of. It helps you. Uh, through the bad times so do try and come down if you're uh, able to uh, as I say in London the coach house uh, in Piccadilly just off Piccadilly Circus and uh, in Sheffield we're at the Graduate go see Jamie and Pete Danswell and Sam Angel I think Dockers Dockers is up there this year so go uh, go go hang out with those guys if you're in the in the Yorkshire and Manchester area you can get over to Sheffield um, so yeah we hope to see you on Sunday uh, but we certainly will be seeing you next uh, uh, Monday uh, when we're back to dissect, hopefully, a stunning performance by Jake Browning uh, that puts us, puts us back on track. How about that? Um, so until next time, it is a who day from me. And a who day from me. Cheers, guys. And it should also be noted that the views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not reflect those of the Cincinnati Bengals organisation.